Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. Spider-Man! <laughs> the biggest of 2021's films, Spider-Man No Way Home. And while it is still in theaters upon the release of this podcast, we are reviewing it. I am joined by Marvel superfan Trent Dozier and Nia D'Amelio, who is also a Marvel fan, but maybe not as super as Trent and I are, because I know he did... Um, we all went to see this in the height of Omicron, so thank you to both of them for endangering their lives for this podcast. Um, and they're also fellow Trident Network babies, as they have their own podcast, uh, the tournament podcast on the Trident Network. There will be spoilers in this, so if you are COVID conscious and you're waiting until this comes out to be watched from home, please wait. The spoilers, if you've managed to avoid them at this point, are worth waiting for, so Bookmark Disney Adult and come back to us when you finished. Without further ado, here we go. Oh my goodness, we're here. We're talking about the newest installment of the MCU. This is breaking, um, or hot off the presses. Yes, hot, hot, off the hot. By the time this goes up. This movie will probably have been out like what, like a week, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Holy bananas! Yeah. Um, I am. Well, first of all, both of you are MCU fans, correct? No. Well, no. okay. Now, <laughs> all right. Trent is a very big MCU fan. Okay. And I have not seen all of the movies. I just haven't. I haven't done it, but like <laughs> I've seen a couple of them, and I loved WandaVision. Yeah, and I loved this movie. Devin's Devin's question was: You're both huge fans of the MCU, I'm which just is saying I wasn't saying you weren't a fan, <laughs> but I was saying you certainly weren't a huge fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge. Yeah, yeah, you're a casual fan, and that's okay. Casual. So I'm bringing a different perspective to the table, which is what we really like on these podcasts. We really do like whenever there's because it's a good, it's a really good gauge. I used to think that you could jump into any of these movies and just follow along, but I have been corrected multiple times on this podcast where I'm like, yeah. "No, no, no, I didn't see any of them, so I had no mm -hmm. idea what was happening." Devin, I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, you just don't have common knowledge that Doctor Strange is a sorcerer." <laughs> Okay, well. That's one I've seen. That's one I've seen, okay, good, which good, I think good, good, set good. me up for this movie pretty well. And um, before we get... So this is such a weird podcast to do because this movie literally... This is Sunday. This movie was released on Friday. So first of yes. all, thank you both so much for having such a quick turnaround of going to the oh, theaters and watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also weird because it's like... I don't know. It just feels like uncharted territory. It feels it like... Does. 
first of all, spoilers. I do think we should say that if you are listening to this, yeah, we yeah. will be spoiling a lot. So feel free to jump out now, yeah, and, and wait till you see it. Um, and there is a lot to spoil in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a movie made to. This is Please, only fans. This is spoilers, start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Um. So before we jump into the plot. I'd love to get from both of you your initial takes on what how you liked the movie. I mean, we'll get into details in in the plot and stuff, but what was your first takeaway after watching this? Like, when you left the theater, what were you feeling? You go ahead first. Okay. I've seen it twice, so um, I'll have two different answers. Um, I, I, really en- I really enjoyed it, and um, something about me that I'm sure will come up later that I'll just say now is that I loved The Amazing Spider-Man, the first okay. Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah. And I know that nobody else loves that movie. And so... I did. You do? I, you do? I really like him. And I liked him and uh, Emma Stone together were, like, unparalleled chemistry. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that one. I don't know why people don't like it. But uh, so it was nice, like, for me, I think, especially... At, being a casual MCU fan, I was like, oh, I I do know this property. And like, I've seen some of the Tobey Maguire's, like Trent was watching all the Tobey Maguire's earlier in the week. And so I felt like pretty prepared. And I just thought it was really, just really well done. And I love a, I, I love a movie where the whole gang gets back together. That is like, <laughs> come on, that's the way to get me. Like we're getting the band back together, baby. <laughs> That's so I loved it for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Ocean's 11 is good, but let's get to Ocean's 12 (laughs) when the gang gets back together again. Spice World 2 is my speed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree, though. I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, that's that is funny. I also love a movie where all the gangs getting back together, like Infinity War or Endgame or even Civil War or, you know, any of those, Uh, any Avengers movie. Uh yes, I did I did rewatch the previous five uh Toby and Andrew Garfield combined Spider-Man movie in anticipation for this. Mostly because like I didn't rewatch Into the Spider-Verse uh yeah. because I have seen it so many times and especially recently. So I was just like I got it, but I hadn't seen the Toby or Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans in so long that I was like let me just blow through this. Uh, let me blow through these this week and it'll maybe be helpful. And it, it paid off a couple times actually in No Way Home, but it, it wasn't totally necessary. I will say one of my biggest takeaways kind of was, and this will play into talking about uh, stuff later in the movie, but one of my biggest takeaways was that Andrew Garfield is like <clears throat> way better as Spider-Man than toby mcguire was as spider-man and i just felt like uh as you alluded to Devin, his chemistry with emma stone was really great and i don't think um toby and uh kirsten dunst uh had bad chemistry but the chemistry with andrew garfield and uh emma stone's even stronger but (laughs) i i i also thought the uh the amazing spider-man 2 is really kind of a dumpster fire but so is spider-man 3 yeah. Uh, but I don't know. There's there there there's good stuff to like in in all five of those movies, I think. I saw so I saw this 
opening like Thursday at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. because I was so nervous about it. one I had PTO I had to use two this movie was selling out like nobody's business yeah I mean I we haven't seen movie ticket sales like this since like yeah. Endgame which is wild mm-hmm. I saw um, something that said this was like the 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 third highest grossing Thursday opening ever or something like that I could it was wild because it like in pandemic I've been going to the movie only yeah. for Marvel movies and it has been <clears throat> so easy to get tickets because nobody's going yeah. like or not yeah. nobody's going but it's so it's only the super fans really so we signed in we did 3 p.m because everything else was sold out and we had some PTO to use and then when we went back to see it I saw it with uh, friends of the podcast Garrett and uh, age. And uh-huh. Age asked why the first two Spider-Man aren't Spider-Man anymore. And when we really thought about it, we were like, well, they their franchises hit a roadblock. With Each yeah. of them had... Like, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the only movie I've ever walked out of a theater for. Because <laughs> what they made poor Jamie uh, Foxx do, and mm-hmm. it was humiliating. Yeah. That was... It's, it's funny you say that because it was no secret... You know, Jamie Foxx is in the trailer and Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina. <clears throat> One of the main things I wanted from this movie was for Jamie Foxx's Electro yeah. to be redeemed from his amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, performance. And the real question is, did they do it? Let's find out. Oh, my God. Well, let's get into the plot because this is a, a – I can't believe how much has happened in this movie and yeah. how many things were going I was truly mm. stunned. The um, twists and the turns. The twists. <laughs> spider-man uh i have no joke um but it was it was wild it was yeah. i was in the theater like this is unbelievable i went into this movie thinking it would be pretty good i did not expect it to be as good as i i really liked it um, yeah I, I don't think we i don't think i answered the original question which was how did we feel phenomenal <laughs> can't wait to talk about it all right well let's get into the plot um there is a plot on wikipedia even though this movie's been out for two days um so love it we're, I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to read right off of this, but I can already tell that it's it's glossing over some major things. <laughs> so after Quentin Beck frames Peter Parker for the murder and reveals his secret identity as Spider-Man, Parker, his Aunt May, girlfriend MJ, and best friend Ned are interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. Which, by the way, what? What? <laughs> the I Department had the same... of Damage Control? I had Who's damage? Well, if you'll recall, <laughs> the... Department of Damage Control first appears in Spider-Man Homecoming. They are the group that takes over from Michael Keaton's uh, Michael oh. Keaton's group. It's like that lady, you know, in a suit. Yeah. Uh, so they set Michael Keaton down a path of villainy, of course. Um, but uh, they have clearly grown to more than just a cleaning up after the Avengers because, you know, they've got guns and stuff and they're basically yeah. like the freaking FBI or the CIA. In yeah, the way. they should have been the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. In the way well, that uh, Stewie from Succession is operating. I guess that makes more sense that they'd be like a separate uh, government entity that's responsible for like controlling yeah. superhero damage. Because when it was just yeah. damage control, I was like, like, what are the parameters? <laughs> when do we will, call them? <laughs> yeah. I will say very quickly that uh that moment and then there was another moment later in the movie and as maybe we get into the plot i'll remember what but there were several points in the movie where i was like is this is this incredibles too <laughs> because it's like anti-super like they're yeah. vigilante like 
but continue. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Stuff. I will. I would also like to say a fun um, damage control fact. Probably like uh, <laughs> seven or ten. Probably around seven years ago. Maybe not ten. Um, <clears throat> they were. Uh, this was in like the height of the Agents of Shield TV show. They were ABC was actively developing a damage control TV show, but it was going to be like a half hour sitcom, uh, kind of like The Office, and it never um, saw the light of day. Obviously, didn't <laughs> I? Don't even think they shot a pilot. Um, but it was it was something that was on the table at one point. Okay, so this is something that like people know about. Oh yeah, that. it's like comic. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a comic lineage for damage. Control. Okay. Um, so they they get interrogated, and and Peter Parker is like under the eye of essentially government, and also like when he's going to school and stuff. Everybody like picking sides between um, Mysterio mm-hmm. and Peter Parker, mm-hmm. even to the point where like his teachers are picking sides. Yes, Hannibal Burris, a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Burris. By the way, love the use of conspiracy theorists. When I saw it the second time, I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if they put this in like a year ago. And they're like, this is only getting more and more relevant, these conspiracy yeah. theories. <laughs> like, what Seriously. a wonderful... um, Then in a scene where they're in uh, Peter Parker's kitchen, mm-hmm. he meets with a lawyer, Matt uh-huh. Murdoch. Who is Daredevil from the Netflix Daredevil set? This was our letting the audience officially know that they're pulling in uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil from the Netflix show to this universe. Mm -hmm. My theater went wild. Yes. So did ours. Yes. Both (laughs) both theaters I saw were. And I had to lean over to Trent and go, who's that? (laughs) Age did the same thing. She goes, what was that for? <laughs> and, I, and I had to be like, okay, this is what's going on, whatever. Um, I had heard rumors that he he was going to show up in this, but I didn't realize, yes. one, it was so brief. Yeah. Um, which I don't think it needed to be there any longer, in my opinion. I think it was like, okay, you'll see more of him, and, mm-hmm. and right. let's move yeah. on. Um, yeah, he's just in the one scene, and I was... there. I mean, there's so much in the movie that, honestly, the first time I saw it, when I left, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Daredevil was here. But How- it's... You forget about it. But, you know, in the moment, I was like, I hope there's more. But there wasn't. Which is so wild that there's so many reveals in this movie. Yeah. This is truly, the like, the lip sync finale of Drag Race. It's just mm-hmm. reveal after reveal mm-hmm. after it reveal. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, because, uh, to your point, I also forgot. We left and we're like, oh, yeah, Matt Murdock. Daredevil. Yeah. Did you watch the Netflix series, Devin? I watched the first, I want to say, two, how many seasons of Daredevil were there? There were three Daredevils. So I watched the first two seasons of Daredevil. Um, and I, I watched all of those Netflix shows up until yeah. Iron Fist season one, which I finished. The perfect time to dip out. Yeah, I did finish it. And I also didn't think it was as, it definitely was not good. But yeah. I did not think it was as atrocious as most people thought it was. I agree. I agree. But at the same time. I really time, liked, I really liked the supporting cast around yeah. Iron Fist. I thought. Yeah. It was a bunch of people I liked, so that was kind of tough. Yeah, and then I tried to start Defenders, but I never could get into it. And I would love to catch up on them, but it's just those Netflix shows. That hour is an hour. It's, it's an hour, and it's, it's an, 13 uh, episodes, yeah. 
It is an uh, especially compared to like what Disney Plus can do now with these series, where it's like forty five yeah. minutes, but it feels like a full movie that you're watching every episode. Um, but I loved him. I love that they brought him. I'm really excited to see what they can do with like a Disney budget. Yeah, with that Daredevil, big time, big time. Okay, so big um, time. uh, so then after this, MJ, Ned, and. Everybody's lives are, are being horribly affected by the fact that Peter Parker is, his identity was being yeah. released. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, fucking rough. That shit sucks. Yeah. Because, like, while, I mean, these friends are better friends than I would be. I would be fickle as hell. I'm like, what, I can't get a job forever because you are moonlighting as a superhero? That shit yeah. sucks for me. Yeah. And MJ was so good in this. Yeah. Zendaya is so good. All, all, all three of them, I think, are really good. And you can tell that they're, you know, friends in real life. Yeah. Just uh, the way they... Friends. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> old T and Z over there <clears throat> are more than friends. Yeah. Uh, with Ned Leeds as the third. <laughs> um, and he felt like a third in this movie. There was a couple times where yeah. I was like, okay, Ned, read the room. We're trying to get an A <laughs> oh, over li- here. On, like, the, on the roof when on they're the about roof? to kiss and... I'm so like, funny. just because you're a virgin doesn't mean we need to all stay virgins. <laughs> Ned, like, let's focus on getting you a person. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, exactly. like, really kinking up the works over here. <laughs> I gotta say that um, just to just to uh, continue on, like, his friends' lives are ruined. Um, all of the... I hated the college admissions process a lot. And so... <laughs> Every time he got an envelope and it was little, it yeah. wasn't big. I was like, he's not getting into the school. Because if you if you get into a school, you get a big packet. And yeah. so they all showed up to the coffee shop with their little letters from MIT. And I was like, this ain't going to go well for the gang. Yeah. Also, all those kids getting into MIT from one school, like, that is wild. I yeah. know. Um, yeah. So whenever they do bring these envelopes in, they, they bring them into the restaurant and they don't get in and Peter starts feeling the weight of his identity. He sees this little like wizard thing. So he's like, Oh, Dr. Strange goes to visit Dr. Strange. We reveal that Dr. Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme due to a technicality. Um, But they are going to um, cast this spell to essentially make everybody forget that he's Peter Parker in the middle of this spell. Peter is like, Oh, but what about my friends? But what about my friends? But what about my friends? And breaks the spell which accidentally brings everybody from, well, at least six people or something, five villains, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. like two mm-hmm. more Spider-Man. So I don't know how that works out. But mm-hmm. brings people who do know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man from other universes into this universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, at this point, Doctor Strange says, why don't you just talk to the admissions? Because you like, I almost fucked up the whole universe over this. Mm-hmm. And... He goes to talk to this lady from the admissions. His suit was so wrinkly. Um, I that's crazy. I noticed that too. That I was literally. I've never. I remember having this thought the second time I saw it. I was literally sitting there and I was like, I do not think I have ever stopped and thought mid movie about any character ever. Wow, look how wrinkly that shirt is. Yeah, like I noticed it. It was. I noticed it first in the later scene where he's just wearing the shirt of it and was really wrinkled yes, the first time. Yes. And then I was when like, they're in oh, the sanctum. Like, yeah. Well, I thought like, oh, he was just in a fight. That makes sense. 
And then the second time I watched it, his whole suit jacket is wrinkled. Like it was in a glove compartment of a car or something. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I mean honestly, funny. maybe he's wearing like his freaking nano suit comes on yeah. over his suit suit. Yeah. Um, and this is where we're introduced to uh, Otto Octavius, who mm-hmm. comes, once exactly. again. When I say this is just this was a roller coaster of a movie because of the reactions that people had. Yes, even yeah. though it was in the theater, even though it was in the trailer, even though we knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah, my theater went wild. Yes, I th- I feel like particularly his you know Hello Peter was so big in the trailer that mm-hmm. I feel like. In, in the viewing that I saw with Trent, I only saw it once, um, <laughs> our theater was kind of, he was like, hello, Peter. And then our whole theater was kind of like, ah, you did it again! Because like, we'd already seen yeah. it so many times, but everyone was like, I'm still gonna freak I will, out. Yeah. I, will say, I will say it was kind of that more muted, delayed reaction. The first theater, uh, the, or the first time I saw it, when I saw it Thursday night, um, the the theater then it was as if no no person had seen the trailer before. yeah it the was... way they reacted it was i mean both reactions were i love being in a theater where shit like that's going on and people are just like openly applauding to well, we whatever's said this, happening we said this on uh <clears throat> the end game podcast where it's like it's equivalent to watching like when you watch beyonce's homecoming concert you are amazed with how great it is it's uh-huh. But it's not like being at the concert. Going mm-hmm. to an like opening weekend to these Marvel movies is like is the equivalent of being at the concert as opposed yeah. to watching it back. It's yeah. it's so it, it's an unparalleled experience because mm-hmm. people who have devoted like twenty years in the making. This is I was like, how did they go? Okay, so they did Endgame, which was like ten years of storytelling all wrapped up in one, and then they were all sitting in a room and thought, hey. Let's do it with 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's bring in a couple other movies, and then that'll yeah. be 20 years in the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, plus plus 100 years of comics. Yeah. It's a, it, I was thinking about it earlier. <clears throat> this movie is the turducken of movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and let me tell you, it's a delicious beast. <laughs> oh, so, um... Uh, Octavius fights Peter Parker, and then also we're introduced. We see Norman Osborn for the first time. Yeah, which once again, crowd went insane. Everybody crowd went, went crowd nuts. Went nuts for him. Nuts. People are people are insane when it comes to um, what's his name, William Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I'll tell you what. It we didn't even see him. We saw the ball, his little green ball, yeah. and the theater went. Ah! And then yeah. he came out of the clouds yeah. and everyone was like. <laughs> and he is the best. He is the best. I love the MCU. So He's the yeah. best villain of Spider-Man Well, that was what, <clears throat> going phenomenal. back going back and rewatching the Sam Raimi trilogy, uh, the reason, it, uh, Spider-Man 3 is terrible for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is like Spider-Man 1 and 2, uh, like I left thinking like, yeah, Toby's fine, but going up against Willem Dafoe, an incredible person to go against, and uh, Alfred Molina. And they both put in incredible performances in both of those respective movies, and they were both absolutely phenomenal in this movie also. And it's just like, oh, yeah, these guys are, like, incredibly highly acclaimed actors. Award-nominated, award-winning probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know off the top of my head, but, like, 
of course they're going to put in incredible like of course people are going to feel this way about them showing up again after 20 years because their performances then were so good oh oh i love it it was so good and willem dafoe's character choices could come off as so like crazy or like yeah over the top but they don't for some yeah. reason yeah not to jump ahead too much but like that moment where peter's literally punching him in the face and he's like wildly laughing yeah it's very like heath ledger joker that's yeah. okay that was gonna be my question do you feel that the green goblin is marvel's equivalent to the joker like wild madman in that moment it felt like that it felt like oh yeah, yeah this guy is out for blood and is insane and i think that i feel like willem dafoe could easily voice the joker yeah. like in any mm -hmm. iteration of a batman movie and so i i think that doesn't help i like, i feel like the way that willem dafoe plays his version of the green goblin is very similar to a kind of generalized joker but i i so in terms of like character and kind of um chaos for chaos sakes i think so but in terms of like importance in the pecking order of villains under your comic line yeah. i'd have to think about it but like if you th I, I do think the spider-man 2 batman comparison is apt because like they were two of the most popular like cartoons that we had growing up and they both have these great rogues gallery of villains and um mm -hmm. uh yeah it's, it's that's interesting i think a case could be a case could be made what do both of you think of like why do you think <clears throat> this was a question we had after coming out of the movie mm -hmm. the first time we saw it is like what makes spider-man and batman heroes that everyone relates to everybody loves spider-man yeah. yeah i love him against like wanting to I, I i'm always like a contrarian when it comes to the most popular character because i'm always like right okay haven't we had enough but even still i can't help but love spider-man i also love spider-man I, I think he's the most relatable and always has been because he's always been originally presented first and foremost as a high school student mm -hmm. and so like when the comics first came out, it really resonated with younger readers, you know? Yeah. And then those people, as they age up, they hold on to their fandom of him. And then he was kind of, in the, in the 90s, reintroduced with the cartoon, you know? And then in the 2000s, he had the big Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire trilogy. Yeah. So he just, he just kind of keeps getting reintroduced. And um, he's kind of... He, it, the character is very evergreen in that way when you're in high school, you know, because everyone's like, yeah, I was a 15 year old boy too. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the parallels of him trying to use his powers are, are, you know, uh, I don't, metaphor is not the right word. Uh, but it's like, you know, supposed yeah. to copy and paste what puberty is like. And everyone has gone through puberty and like had to deal with these weird changes at awkward times in their lives. And, that's what it's supposed to represent. And I think it does a good job of that. And I think not just the Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but you know, Miles Morales, uh, mm -hmm. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, all those, uh, that have spun off after Peter Parker all kind of hold the same, uh, uh, Peter Parkerness of it all, the same yeah. Spider-Man of it all. I will also say that, um, as someone who has a tough time with like getting really into any kind of fantasy element, uh, of stuff, I think that, <clears throat> 
Batman is just a person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, so am I. So like yeah, that helps. Exactly. I mean, he's a billionaire, but like he has no special like power or whatever. Or parents. And Spider-Man gets like bit by a spider. It and, makes like, sense. I've yeah. also been bit by a spider. Like <laughs> I can't. I also can't, though, <laughs> to your I point. I can't like do. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, to your point, you're like, he gets bit by a spider and gets spider powers. I'm like, got it. It's an yeah, easy yeah. pitch. Makes sense. <laughs> but like I can't, like, I can't wrap my head around Superman. Cause like I know he's yeah. from a different planet, yeah, and like, like he has a different name, and like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. And even like even some of the stuff that Steve Rogers goes through in Captain America, like he goes through this very complex scientific yeah. in a chamber, and I'm just like mm-hmm. I don't. There's too much. Like I, I can't. You get bit by a spider. I easy. I got it. So I think like I at least like for people like me who like aren't super into zero superhero movies like i think it's just easier to understand what happens to both of them like they, is, they lose uncle ben or their parents and then they get mad it is a phenomenal point that like they but they have similar stories too they have similar like parents killed in front of them mm-hmm. and then event and want to avenge them but also that they're or like think of captain marvel in the mcu it's like she was a person on Earth who then had a an alien mentor, but she didn't know she was an alien mentor until she like it's like what? Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot going on. But then yeah. she blew yeah. up a spaceship and then she got the powers from the spaceship, but she also forgot. So then she was on another planet for a while, and then it's just like too much. Yeah. Yes. Like bit by spider now is Spider Man. Also, Spider Man yes. has always been written as a, a, a smart ass. Yeah. And and He's I very think quippy. We're all smart asses. Yeah. Hey, we love the quips, baby. Hell yeah! All right, so um, they they bring these two back. Um, also, it's revealed that uh, Doctor Strange found the lizard, um, mm-hmm. and brought him back. And they have to find out all these people who are um coming from these other universes that the multiverse mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. They bring in Ned and MJ to help, which I love mm-hmm. that they had a big role in this and that they were helpers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. As, uh, and Peter Parker goes and captures Electro and the Sandman um, mm-hmm. out in this thing. Big cool. Oh, by the way, loved that Jamie Foxx is just not even acknowledging the character that he had to do the last time. Like, perfect. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. need to know. I don't need to know why you had that bad comb over wig you made mm-hmm. him wear or like <laughs> made mm-hmm. him stumble like he's a cartoon brought to life. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't care. Don't even explain it. And instead, just be like, let's look at him naked for like, 20 seconds mm-hmm. and they'd be like what an attractive man and then just mm-hmm. move on move mm-hmm. on Perfect. <laughs> uh loved it also loved that like like i don't need a whole sometimes people get really when they watch these movies get really like they can't if it doesn't make logical sense in the story yeah. they have a hard time suspending disbelief yeah With things like that where i'm like oh his his lightning is yellow now perfect who cares who cares yeah. i don't care that it was blue last time Whatever. Yeah, if people are like his lightning was was blue last time and now it's yellow and we're and then you just got to be like, hey, we're talking about the guy flying in the air, right? <laughs> Literally who's made of who's made of electricity I, from a different multiverse. Yeah, like, I'll also say that like, come on, Jamie Fox says maybe no joke fifteen times that the energy is different in this yeah. world. Yeah, he's like, this feels different like every five minutes. Yeah, so like. It's gonna be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I had I loved 
uh, Jamie Foxx. I used to watch his stand-up over and over again in our house, and he reminds me of my mm-hmm. dad. Something like the, I think my dad started like when we were watching those, started like developing his like timing when he would tell jokes based off of Jamie Foxx. So sometimes Jamie Foxx would be talking and be like, "Oh, I think my dad learned that from him." Uh. Um, <laughs> so wild. So, funny. Um, so your dad walks into a room, Devin. The energy feels different. Different. You gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> that oh, shit cracked that me that. the fuck. Yeah, um, I love. There was a lot was, of funny in this movie. It's so funny. They did such a good job of recognizing and like calling out kind of the more campy features of the Raimi movies, the movies that came before them, the things that didn't yeah. work, yeah. in a way that like makes you okay with the fact that those didn't work. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They then have to realize that they're going to bring all. Oh, also at this time, um, Norman is has a moment where he comes back to being Norman. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Aunt May's like uh, soup kitchen. Soup kitchen called Feast. Yeah, and they do such a good scene of her sort of. She's so good. Marissa Tomei yeah. is so good. She looks really scared in that. That like she had the, the energy you have in that room. Um, but she convinces Peter essentially that it's your job to take care of them. Yeah. This caused a lot of debate in our car. Mm-hmm. about whether we feel Aunt May is correct in this situation. Like, how do you two yeah. feel? Is it your job to, like, rehabilitate these people before you send them back? Or is it just, like, we're dealing with the universe breaking right now. So, like, yeah. all that kerfuffle, that goes to the back. It's a how very do you two good feel? question. And and I thought about it also because, as during the movie, because that's pretty much Peter's entire question throughout the movie is, what do I do? Do I just send them yeah. back or do I help them? And I, I think by the end, I was convinced, yeah, he needed to help them. But yeah. I think I think, um, I think, that I only feel that way for this movie. I think generally, <laughs> I'm like, these people are villains. Like, Well, that's how I, I they felt like. Be villains. Exactly. And I also, I did feel like, okay, this is what makes Peter Parker better than, I like the idea that, he is held to a different moral code, and that's what makes him a hero. I do like that. If mm-hmm. it were me with Doctor Strange, I'd be Amazon priming their asses back to their own universes immediately. Doctor Strange wouldn't yeah. even have to explain right. anything. He'd be like, if we hit this button, and I... Yeah. <laughs> Deal! <laughs> like... Well, it's also interesting, too, because like at the end of... Spider-Man 3, Sandman is alive. And at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 1, the lizard is alive. So I don't know if we were just supposed to assume that they also died too at some point. Because, like, even the lizard is in jail, but, like, the Sandman and Spider-Man, that's how Spider-Man 3 ends, is Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, and, and the Sandman, like, make peace with each other. Yeah. And they're, they both are alive. So I don't know, like, I don't know. It's a, Yeah. I think I agree with Nia. By the end of this movie, I was like, the word, the, this was the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I mean, I do like that he holds himself to it. It also adds weight to their stories when he can't just do the easy thing. Right. Yeah. My ass is doing the easy thing. I'm not, I don't care about I met these people today and they tried to kill me. Yeah. So, like, yeah. That's why there's no way home. Here's yeah. what I think. The, Nothing will ever be the same. Here's what I think the real answer is. Uh, not much of a movie if Peter blasts him back immediately. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. So we gotta, we yeah, gotta. We gotta. 
So what does he do? He gets in this amazing fight with Doctor Strange. This is my yeah, favorite part fight. of the movie. I love Doctor Strange. I love him. I also love that they've started doing something in the MCU that I, I appreciate and I hope they continue because they have never done this historically, where they use uh, the leitmotifs from previous movies. They use the themes we've established for the characters. When we see Doctor Strange, we hear yeah. Doctor Strange's theme. It's not like a new composer coming up with a new theme for Doctor Strange that we're never going to hear again. They started doing it in Hawkeye, and then they did it with Doctor Strange here, which makes me think, okay, they've gotten the note, and going forward, hopefully everybody will have their appropriate themes. Um, yeah. But it makes it so It was so cool watching them in the mirror dimension. The fact that Peter can, like, figure out geometry <laughs> and save the day. It's like, you better work promoting education, <laughs> MCU. We need it. We need it now more than ever. <laughs> I mean, he has that shirt. He has that t-shirt on that's like, physics is fun or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like there are so many, like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, during that fight, I looked at Trent. I I have no comment, no explanation. I just looked at Trent and said, Inception. Yeah. It kind of looked oh. like that scene from Inception. <laughs> Such an Inception. Doctor Strange just ripped off Inception. I remember the first movie being like, <laughs> So sorry, Leo. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. I loved it. Yeah, mm -hmm. great fight. It is good. Yeah. Um, and he traps Strange in the mirror dimension, which I, also I was like, okay, you don't know how this works. Like, what if he never yeah. comes back? Yeah. You're going to kill him to save this lizard? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Um, <laughs> like, hello? Uh, they He lets them all out of their prisons at once. Another wild choice. And before we move on from that scene where he says, like, I'm going to help you, we need to acknowledge that Willem Dafoe says, I'm something of a scientist myself. And I I have never seen that scene in the original Spider-Man trilogy, but that is, it is unbelievable to me. And I think it goes back to what you're saying about like how they incorporated a lot of camp from the first thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Tobey Maguire trilogy is meme. Yeah. Like a lot of it. And that is one of them. And so when he said that, I was like, and our theater was like, ah, he said it. Yeah. Like, please. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. It's so it funny. so funny. I forgot that that was a line because I didn't realize until he's about halfway through it and the audience is like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. He did say that. Yes. Yes. So Unbelievable. Good. Unbelievable. Oh, okay, also, we kind of uh, skipped over it a little bit. I loved that. I thought it was so fucking funny when he just paired his device to Octavius's legs. Yeah. That Me shit too. was so... Pr I was like... It also felt funny because I was like, oh, yeah, device pairing didn't exist in the first Spider-Man. No. Yes. So, like, it makes sense on a meta level, too, that he'd just be like, "Yeah, welcome to the future. Yeah. It's Stark Tech, baby. It, Thank like, you, Tony. It reminds me of, like, because uh, uh, I, I, when it said specifically using the word pairing, I was like, oh, that's so funny. And it kind of reminds me of, like, when I watched Star Wars and, like, they use, like, parsecs, yeah. but they also use, like, minutes. Yeah. So, so, so it's like there are some things that are, are like world specific, but then also like they're just in normal time, you know. Like, so yeah. I just was like, oh, pairing is like something that's 
normal and also in our world. <laughs> also, when you go to the Disney World parks, so when you go into like the Star Wars things, they don't say money. They aren't allowed to say money. They have to say credits. Mm. So like, and God bless the God bless the people making minimum wage act like acting in those roles, where they have to then like argue with people like, no, no, no. I think you do mean credits. And they're like, yeah. no, I mean 20 bucks. What are you talking about? I don't have a, because like, I've seen people think it's like part of a program, like part of right, a rewards right, right. program or something. And these poor people have to be like, no, it's, um, credits are the same as your money here on the Black Spire or whatever the fuck. Right. It's like, just do what they do in the movies and use half of the lingo that makes sense. And what, like, just say like bathroom. You don't have to say yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The fuel dump station, or whatever the hell you're saying. <laughs> That's what I'm calling the bathroom from now on. <laughs> He's I gotta go dump. dump some fuel. It's kind of perfect. <laughs> um, so he starts saving them um, yes. through this like device that is kept in Happy's apartment. Uh, he saves. Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and then they do a really good. Se- Willem Dafoe is so good. <sighs> he's so good when he Wild. like switches. Yeah, um, he's legitimately the most terrifying person he's on the planet. Horrifying. He is also. He's horrifying. <laughs> uh, then they all sort of break. The everybody starts attacking Peter or or escaping or doing all this stuff. It turns really quick. Really quick. The villains yeah. are like not for me um Mm -hmm. green goblins make it a lot of sense over here yeah Mm -hmm. and then the green goblin kicks peter's ass it's a brutal violent yes and he does it predominantly with power bombs and spine busters like a true professional wrestler it's incredible (laughs) it and it felt immediately like i thought this was so well done because it felt like how they used to fight in the sam raimi Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, Tobey yeah. Maguire would get his ass kicked. I mean, not that Tom Holland hasn't. Well, it was so... It was like the fight on the bridge between him and Doc Ock at the beginning was so, like, you know, very... I'm. This was also CGI heavy, I'm sure, because they were blasting through floors of the apartment complex. But, like, it was so, you know, he's got extra legs and Peter's got extra legs going and everything. Mm-hmm. This was, like... In your face, gritty, just like one on one, each other, beating yeah. the crap out of each other. Yeah, it was uh, so violent. It was violent. Mm-hmm. Oh, bones breaking, blood like gross. Um, we they go through all the floors. Mm-hmm. At one point, he's also fighting the lizard on the outside of the mm-hmm. building, and then gets thrown mm-hmm. back in to get his ass kicked by the green goblin on the inside of the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Aunt May is running with the antidote down all these flights of stairs she gets to the lobby peter and the goblin come through the goblin is about to kill peter Mm -hmm. aunt may runs up stabs him in the neck is about to fight him she's hit with the glider Mm -hmm. green goblin gets away and then we have aunt may's goodbye her death scene yes when i say my ass cried so hard i felt it in the morning my i started crying here and i cried through the rest of the movie Mm. Oh my god! I, Andy and I couldn't believe how much we'd cried. The next morning, I felt like, like when you go through a breakup and you feel like it's affecting you in your everyday. That's what yeah. it felt like. And when I went and yeah. saw it again, I cried the second time. I didn't cry as much the second time watching the movie, but I did cry for her 
it was so well yeah. done and beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. she is a great actress. She's so good. Academy and, Award winner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also think <clears throat> I I also think Tom Holland is phenomenal in He's this so good. movie and in general as an actor. And he is like in that scene. It's like you can feel it between the two of them. It's incredibly powerful, and it's more. They really laid the groundwork too with the death being caused by the Green Goblin because she because of the Norman half of this entity, she wanted to, you know, save him and save all of them. And and he literally, when they're uh, getting out of the truck, when she drops him off the first time, he's literally, Norman is like, bye, May, hope to see you again. And then he did see her again and he fucking killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. She also gets to deliver the, um, with great power comes great responsibility line. I yeah. thought this was perfect. Agreed. I, it, when she started it, I got stressed. Yeah. <laughs> she started it and I was like, okay, this is a lot of expectation to live up to, like, this kid, whatever. They changed it just enough and in just the right way that it made, I felt like May would say that. Mm-hmm. And it also now feels like a, it gives it even more, it gave it even more weight because it's, because they compared it to Uncle Ben in a little bit. Yeah. It felt like, oh, this is something that happens in every universe to Peter Parker. In some way, somehow, the universe teaches Peter Parker that yeah. with this power he has comes great responsibility. Uh-huh. My ass cried. Yeah. Cried. <laughs> weeping. Yeah. In a lot of ways, this oh. is very similar. This movie kind of uh, beat-wise is very similar to Into the Spider-Verse because kind of the main lesson that both – Tom Holland's Peter Parker learns in this and what Miles learns in, in Into the Spider-Verse is, is that thing. All of these Spider-Men have this power, therefore they have this responsibility, and they are all built by these people that they love who they have lost. And that's what makes them, that's what makes you a Spider-Man, a Spider-Person, Spider-Gwen, yeah. Spider-Ham, whatever it, whatever it is. Spider-Ham. It's, it's Spider-Man is Spider-Man across all all multiverses so good um cut to ned and mj at ned's house (gasps) okay now buckle buckle hold on to your butts (laughs) andy everybody i everybody had well i think if you were there on opening night you probably had heard rumors that these two were coming i saw this with age who hadn't even seen the trailer so Good she had her. no idea anything was happening. Well, it's also like there are people who, like Age, like Nia, who Marvel isn't their life. But, you know, I'm like on the Marvel subreddit or whatever yeah. comic book. QAnon movie. of Marvel. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah. We're, yes, we're Marvel yes, QAnoners. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos was right. And I'm, it's just like I have known for two years that these two were probably going to show up. And it, you know, was still as satisfying as if I had, you know, stayed out of the way. Ugh. When mm. he opens this portal, yeah, and we Ned... see Spider-Man in the distance. Uh-huh. I knew immediately. We knew. We all just knew. Yeah. Everyone in the theater knew. Yeah. I have. This was like truly end game, end game level. Oh yeah. Reaction. Yes. I could this yes. is where I was like, oh, this movie is gonna be a big deal. 
-hmm. because I expected it to be good, but I didn't expect people to be literally throwing handfuls of popcorn at the screen, (laughs) standing and cheering, hugging strangers in the middle of a pandemic. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Which is probably why I have to go get a COVID test after this. Um, Right. It was, I was crying hysterically. Because also, like, Andrew, in a way that made sense, he almost comes through and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be crying. (laughs) Yeah. He comes through and you're like, oh, we're going to go through something with him. Yes. Yeah, dude. His his life fucking sucks. His His arc arc, in this movie, devastating. (laughs) Devastating. But also, like, I'm more interested to see where he, like. Yeah. If they pull, because they're, I mean, everybody on the internet is talking, like, will Sony continue their, like, weird Spider-Man universe they're doing outside of MCU with one of these two Uh Spider-Men? Which I'm more interested in seeing where Andrew Garfield goes. He did such a good job. I was with him the whole way through this. Mm-hmm. And I love Toby. I mean, Toby is my Spider-Man forever because he was he was Spider-Man mm-hmm. to us. But like, and, speaking of, right after they bring him in, yeah, Toby comes in, and the once well, again, <clears throat> he Andrew has <sighs> this great the great scene with Ned and MJ and uh, Ned's grandmother, and just the whole time during that scene, once once that ends, and they're like, well, let's try again. The whole audience just immediately like is buzzing and they're yeah. murmuring and it's like it's like so clear that it's gonna be Toby, but everyone's still just like, is it though? <laughs> yeah, is it, it gonna? Was, oh. And then he comes through. Oh my! And it's God. him. It's like the difference is that it's just, he's Peter Parker. He's not even Spider Man like Andrew yeah. is. So you just see him immediately. Yes. And Toby McGuire has such a face. <laughs> <laughs> him and he's like, hey, <laughs> so. Spidey. It's me, <laughs> Spider-Man. Hey. So good. It w- And from here on, I mean, the movie just, it, it, I couldn't believe how the, the pacing and how well it was done. They, they're mm-hmm. doing so yeah. much here. It's so stressful. It's stressful to even think about having to produce this film. Mm-hmm. Like to think about get, getting the budget to like have both of these actors back and like, yeah. you know, Tobey Maguire, like got a ton of cash to do this like you know he like waited to sign until like the last moment and was like i'm gonna get as much money out of this as i I started this franchise which absolutely should Mm -hmm. but it was done so well i couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then they go to meet peter on the roof they have this amazing scene about being the spider-man and what it means to lose people as Mm spider-man fucking bawling my yeah. ass was traumatized by this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it's such a good scene because the other Andrew and Toby have already learned their lesson. Or yeah. Like, you know, the big lesson that they need to learn. And it's just amazing for Tom Holland Spider-Man to learn his lesson from the other two Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just like, so it's such a cool idea. So good. And then also, I think they learned a little bit from, like, the chances they took with Endgame that when people in their in their circle pass, like, when people die, it adds levity. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, not levity. It adds gravity to it. Like, it adds weight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, what, hearing them talk about this and hearing them talk about, like, 
the people that they've lost and how it's their fault, it makes you care more about what happens yeah. to these people. It's really yeah. easy to be like, oh, Spider-Man had it really rough for that 30 minutes in the movie, but then it all worked mm -hmm. out. It's very, it's another thing to be like, this is going to dramatically affect their relationships forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. It's so good. Ugh. Did you guys cry or was it just me? I did not cry. I'm sorry. Damn it. I, I say. And I am. Damn like, it. Like, like I cried at the end of Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> There's movies I cry. Like, um, I uh, cried for a Call Me By Your Name destroyed me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was crying for hours after that movie. I, I cried laughing when in Little Women, Bob Odenkirk walked in and said, my little women. Yeah, baby, baby. Oh. The casting choice of Bob Odenkirk. What a, what, what a wild choice. Yeah. Um, they, then they hatch a plan where they're gonna save them all. They have this night, like fun little scene uh, where they're all in the high school science lab. In the lab, yes. Yeah. Some Making great all the dialogue. Stuff. Great dialogue. Great back and forth between the spider men Yeah, I was going to say Incredible the, back the, and forth. The interplay amongst the three Spider-Men is the best part of it the movie. It is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like it's in, so good. In there or when they're on top of the Statue of Liberty, anytime the three of them or even two of them are just going back and forth, it's just like so expertly written and mm -hmm. they're all just quipping around each other but there's Ugh. also like this gravity to the situation and and to your point earlier devin about how seeing the uh, the marvel movie in theaters is like being at the concert um there were many points through this movie but uh the point in particular where i was like wow they do such a good job at this is that ned is like did you have a best friend and toby mcguire yeah. is like yes he died in my arms after he tried to kill me <laughs> and then ned is like mortified and then at the end of the scene, he turns to Tom Holland and is like, I won't do that. And the way that the amount of time for each shot to yeah. look at everybody is is was somehow timed perfectly to the audience reaction. And that was the case for every reveal. Like, and I was it, like, I don't know. They must think about that when they when they shoot it. Yeah. And they're they like, how to. much time do we have to stay on him? Because people are going to freak out. I mean, it was timed so well for a live audience. That's incredible to me. And also, like, sometimes critics will say that these movies are too fan servicey, mm -hmm. Which, like, to me sounds like saying, like, going to a horror movie and being like, oh, there was too much murder in it. Right, like, right. That's the point. That's, that's the why point. people are paying hundreds of million dollars to see this. Like, you have to accept that that's part of... The franchise and also it's done so well because they think about it like even when they introduce characters when it's just doc ox tentacle that comes out mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. intentional they're introducing mm -hmm. his signature when it's mm -hmm. just the bomb from green game right. introducing his signature even to the point and really really to jump ahead super super far in the um the trailer for dr strange 2 that's mm. at the very end. There's what? <laughs> no, no, we saw it. Who truly got panicked? I was like, Trent would stay, right? Trent would stay to wait <laughs> to the end. It was oh, a long yeah. time to wait. It was a long time to wait. They even had the Sony logo come up and everything. Um, but like, even in that trailer, they introduce America Chavez by a yeah. shot of a star on her jacket. Yeah, which, from, if you read the, the comics, back, yeah. is a perfect fan way to introduce. Speaking of fans. Yeah. 
another great reason to watch these movies with the audience is sometimes the audience will like connect the dots for you if you're not a super marvel fan because in the comics and i hope i'm not spoiling anything tell me to shut up now if you want me to in one We're version spoiling of the com- a bunch who cares yeah in one of the vo- versions of the the comics with uh spider-man ned goes on to become a villain called the hobgoblin yep Trent and told me in, this last night in our <laughs> theater somebody was like when he had that moment mm-hmm. somebody was like Oh, Hobgoblin! <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, sir! Thank you! Yeah, there was a... Uh, when, uh, when, when Andrew Garfield was explaining that he he tried to save Gwen, but, but she died and he failed, basically, um, someone a couple rows behind us just goes, oh, that's right! <laughs> yeah, tough. So good. Uh, so then they go to the Statue of Liberty, which has an unexplained Captain America shield on it. I will say there is a point very, very early in the movie. I think it's when Peter and May have moved into Happy's condo and Peter's doing the laundry. You the the TV or the radio is on in the background, and it's like a New York like talk station. And the guy who called in was like, you know, I'm all for I'm all for rep- uh, rec- remembering the Avengers, but putting the putting the shield on the Statue of Liberty is taking it too far. So I I don't think I noticed it the first time, but I did. I picked that up the second time, um, maybe because I yeah. knew already at that point. But you know, it's also like in um, were. <clears throat> In Hawkeye, they have the yeah. the tribute to the Avengers from the original Battle of New York, and we're just kind of at a point in the MCU's timeline now where the world is like putting up these uh, tributes to the Avengers, the original Avengers, for all their contributions and stuff. Also, <clears throat> something I was really interested in as somebody who's following along on the Hawkeye series is how many crossover references they had in this movie. When Peter's swinging at the very, very beginning... If you're paying attention, you'll see Rogers musical posters mm-hmm. in the background, yep. which is from a scene in Hawkeye. Yeah. Also in Hawkeye, in one of the most recent episodes, Yelena talks about the new and improved um, Statue of Liberty, which when she said that, I didn't connect the dots in the episode. And I was like, yeah. what are they improving? What are they washing her? Um, <laughs> well, the statue is also gold. Is, am I crazy? Um, In real life or in this movie? In this movie. Yeah, it is like gold. It's not like the green, green. grassy whatever it is yeah. what is it's brass that oxidizes green correct uh let me look sure. that up um copper copper i think why does oh, the statue is this of liberty, the statue of liberty? what is that jim gaffigan beyond the pale <laughs> this theory is made of copper oh, uh, oxidation wow um but it's like fully gold in this movie yeah i mean i know it was nighttime but i kept that bothered me more than anything. I was like, why is it gold? <laughs> I'm so confused. It's going to be green in the daylight. I was like very bothered. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so they, they go to the Statue of Liberty for this major fight where they set up all these things that they're going to help all these people, you know, do all this stuff. And yeah. they start curing all these bad guys. They start working together as a team. We mentioned they have great back and forth. They, yeah. Um, yeah. The Avengers, is that a band? moment very so funny. funny andrew garfield cracking toby Maguire's back mm-hmm. um there were two moments uh 
that were both in this scene. The first one where our audience awed and the first one was in when Andrew Garfield says, I always wanted brothers. And yeah. I would, and I was like, that's as close to, I got, I got to like a misty eye. I was like, Oh my God, that is so sweet. And now so he sweet. has them. That's too much. It's and then so- I'll say when we get to the second one, cause I feel like we're going to talk about we it. We definitely are. It. Yeah. Let's get to it now. <laughs> Unless Trent, you have anything else to say about this? I was just going to say the, one of the heat, one of the biggest reactions in the theater was when uh, this final battle is about to start, and the three of them all swing into action at the same time, and they go boom, 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 and they land one by one by one, and everyone's just like. <laughs> the, comp- the composition of that shot of them, their silhouettes uh, on the moon was uh-huh. great, incredible, wonderful. They start fighting and they start saving you. They realize they have to work together. They have a little scene mm-hmm. of like, we've never, we've always been on a team. They kind of do like the meme, the Spider-Man meme where they're yes! all to get one yes! another. Perfect. I didn't even think about that, but that is what that is. Perfect. <laughs> they were all like, you, me, you, who? Also, they kind of did it earlier too in the, in the lab when Ned uh-huh. is like, Peter. And they're all like, huh? And he's you, like, Peter, me, Peter, Parker. Parker. Still Peter so Parker. Good. We're all, yeah. They start fighting together and they start carrying these victims. Even, um. Uh, or these villains, even uh, Doc Ock comes in to help with Electro. To help. Yes. So He's already been fixed. So perfect. Ned and Zendaya are trying to hold on to this spell, but Ned, who like can open portals, can't really close them, so there's a little drama there. Uh-huh. We um, have almost everybody saved when you hear the Green Goblin in the... When the Green Goblin is somehow like on a megaphone of the world, like where he's yeah. like... <laughs> Two miles away, but we all hear him. That shit is so fucking scary to me. Yeah. That is so scary. And I also love that this villain, who is kind of like just a Spider-Man villain. He's not like a Thanos existential threat. I do Mm -hmm. like that he is so bad that he gives everybody a run for their money. He, like, Mm -hmm. fucks over Doctor Strange. Yeah. um, Blows up that spell. Spell's going crazy. Then Zendaya falls off of the platform. Yes. This is the moment that truly, yes. like, had me. Yes. I can feel my nose starting to run thinking about it. Yeah. Zendaya? We watch Tom oh. leap. And then the second he gets pushed out this of the is, way. This is the exact way that Gwen Stacy died in the Amazing I, yeah. I mean, the second he got pushed away, I was like, Andrew Garfield's going to save her. Yeah. And he did. And he did. And it's. He is exactly correctly emotional for Yes. He is he's like almost devastated that he saved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and she's like, Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, oh I could cry <laughs> now. So, it, it's so devastating. When we watched the second time I saw it in theaters, the audience had two different reactions. I mean, the first one was just wild. They were just like silent until he saves her and then everybody cheered. Mm-hmm. Um the second time we saw it. She's pushed off the platform. Everybody goes, oh! Mm-hmm. Tom jumps. He grabs her arm. Everybody goes, yay! Hit with the glider. No! All in unison. Everybody yeah. at once. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, they do such a good job because Andrew jumps and catches her almost immediately. They don't waste time on like yeah. a will he, won't he catch her. He yeah. like throws some lumber out of the way and then catches her. Mm-hmm. Lands. Everybody's cheering. Mm-hmm. And it, 
gives a close-up on him crying yeah and everybody's in the middle of a scream in the middle of like screaming cheering it was the same sound of like if you're cheering harry styles on at a concert and then he falls off the stage (laughs) like it was the same level of like (sighs) (sighs) so what a switch perfect and so emotional and so unbelievable like oh it was really heart-wrenching yeah and i feel like I really feel like they, uh, and I kind of like skimmed an article about this last night, but because so many people don't like the amazing Spider-Man, as I said, for reasons I I don't understand because I love it, um, they really gave a lot to Andrew Garfield, more than Tobey Maguire to like, I feel like Tobey Maguire was truly just comic relief. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Garfield was like a lead character in the movie like he had a whole arc like he was really going through it and i'm glad because um he's the best spider-man what who (laughs) said that who is okay so that's your best uh trent who's your spider-man well is the question who is my spider-man or who's the best spider-man because i think i have a different answer my my spider-man similar to my batman is the animated Spider-Man because that oh. like if I close my eyes and have to picture Peter Parker's voice that is the voice I hear is the animated series Spider-Man okay um but I do think Andrew Garfield is the best at being Spider-Man like yeah he, he just he's incredible so Garrett who we watched the movie with had the he he said something which I agree with a lot which is that Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker. Mm. Plays the best Peter Parker. And then that Tom Holland is just generally great at doing both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I will be honest, I do think, I mean, I grew up on Tobey. So, like, to, to me, a lot of him. I like Andrew Garfield the most of all of them. Mm-hmm. I I feel the deepest whenever he's on the screen. But I do have like, I think Tom Holland might be my Spider Man at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know why. I just love him. I don't feel that like he doesn't feel as much like Spider Man to me. But I I forgive that because I feel like he, I just I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's so connected to the other stories that it's hard for me to separate him mm-hmm. from how much I love the rest of the MCU. But mm-hmm. I agree with both of you that like effectively andrew garfield feels the most like spider-man to me yeah mm-hmm. he's got a little oh. bit of a chip on his shoulder where i think like tom holland's almost too perfect mm. he's yeah. too squeaky he's very squeaky clean and very much like um so then they they it sort of ends with him and green goblin on the shield because thank god the shield's knocked off of that damn uh statue of liberty not my city not my, not my statue. <laughs> no. God. Um, <laughs> and they're fighting. He's about to kill him because he's really beating the shit out of him. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. This is like this is like his two-face moment. He's becoming yeah. a villain himself. <laughs> it was what? And he looked mean. I was like, oh, shit. Bad. That is scarums. Uh Toby stops him and then is mm-hmm. stabbed by the green... Which I felt like, don't turn your back to him. Like, aren't you? You're, you're twenty years He's in this your, game. 
Yeah. Like, what? Get out of there. Stabs him. The whole audience was pissed. I think they should have killed him. Yeah. And okay. I agree. We I had agree. a conversation about this yeah. last night. Everybody... I- who I've I don't seen know the movie why with, he didn't die. Well, everybody I've seen the movie with so far has vehemently disagreed. Oh, no. no. They he, feel the opposite. I feel like Fools. he should have died. If you're going to stab him, he should die. Kill him! The, I mean, uh, easily the worst moment of the movie was when they're like, are you okay? And he says, I've been stabbed before. I was like, what does that mean? Like, you just can't die? Like, I was like... <laughs> Where are the stakes for this moment? Because, like, the stakes are so high and they do such a good job throughout the movie really paying off those stakes. And then Green Goblin essentially kills Tobey Maguire, but he doesn't die. Yeah. And also, like, as much, even if you're a huge Tobey Maguire Spider-Man fan, I don't think anybody's under the illusion that he's going to come back and be in future (laughs) Spider-Man. So it's like, you could kill him here. It would add so much more weight. It would also be like, see, like, you can't fuck with the timeline. Mm -hmm. Because now, not only did Aunt May die, like, other people are dying. Other Spider-Men are dying. Um, But then the people who I saw the movie with were all saying, like, I think from a from a fan perspective, they would have felt like if we kill the original Spider-Man, we're saying Tom Holland is the Spider-Man. Mm, like sure. if you let them all go back to their universes, it's sort of like there are different Spider-Man for different people, and everybody has a has you know can have their favorites. But if we kill this one, then that means that we can't even imagine that universe continues. But also, like the, we know it's not gonna. Yeah, yeah right. we know in his in mid forties. Toby right, is exa- not com- coming back you to took, like you do cartwheels. You took the words out of my mouth. I was like, Toby <laughs> Maguire is 45 years old. Yeah. This is not happening for him. No. And also Sony's not going to pay him. Like he is, he would deserve a humongous sign on to, yeah. to reprise the role of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like I think they should continue with Andrew Garfield because I love Andrew Garfield, and I don't mm-hmm. think and- I think Andrew Garfield they can be like, okay, one out of two of your movies was good. Like let's let's cool it. Let's wait to see how this does. But yeah. like to bring back Toby, it would be such a big like. It's just never gonna happen. So it felt mm-hmm. like such an easy way to say goodbye to this character in a meaningful yeah. way. Yes. But then you're you're right. He's like, oh, I've been stabbed before. I was like, okay, but like where? <laughs> I I just don't know what that means. Like I like is it the suit? Is it him? Because he can do the stuff out of his wrists and not the suit. Like, what does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I imagine you being the one who has to take him into the emergency room, being like, okay, he said he's been stabbed before. Do you have any idea what that means? <laughs> Scientifically, does that mean something? Like, can you build up an immunity to stabbings? Yeah, I'm not buying it one for one second. Spiders <laughs> are impervious to blades. What, I'm saying. what is it? Does it mean something? I don't know. Obviously, he doesn't die. Um. They the spell's getting out of control. The only way to stop it is if they erase any memory of Peter Parker's existence from all time. Mm-hmm. The second yeah. time I watched this, I was wondering, do they do that across all universes? Or is it just like if we do it in this universe? I think it's meant to establish if we do it in this universe, then it, then we're good. Yeah, I don't know. They, I feel like they kind of yada yada that part, and we were all just like, okay, it's fine. We were all yes. like, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew saved MJ. Yeah. Oh my God. We yeah. have to go. We have to go. <laughs> so 
he goes and he says his, he says his goodbyes to the Spider-Man. They have a nice little hug. They have a nice little moment. I really did feel like they looked like brothers. They all act like... Because they've also cast... Even, even while there's been zero diversity in the casting of Spider-Man, not only that, not even diversity in, like, white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not even, like, a darker brown hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nothing. They look like they could be from the same womb. They're all so similar looking. Yeah, and Andrew Garfield says, I love you. Yeah. Come on. He's uh, Also, his way of, like, kind of making fun of himself as being the worst Spider-Man made yeah. me be like, I want to see him be more Spider-Man. Like, when he was like, yeah. Spider-Man 3. Like, <laughs> so funny. I'd watch so it. I would watch it too. Of course. At this point, like this is a brilliant move because now I have never watched any of the Venoms. I don't really care about Spider Verse over there. I I watched Into the Spider Verse because I thought it was so well done. Yeah, but that's like incredible. As, as far as like Sony trying to have their mini MCU, I don't really care. After this movie, now I kind of care. Now I'd be like, if you brought back Andrew, I'd rewatch them all. You both know what I mean? Venom, both Venom movies suck. You can <laughs> quote me on that. I also to the point where like when they used him in the end credit scene, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, the first <laughs> the so first thing I dumb. texted the first thing I texted my brother when I left the movie on Thursday night, I was like, yeah, let's get Tom Hardy's Venom out of there immediately. No interaction with anybody. Good job. Good work. Yeah. The most interested I was was when he was like, we should go skinny dipping. I'm like, that's all I care about. Yeah. Either be naked on this See screen, Tom Hardy do that, or go home. Okay, <laughs> Venom, and I also can never tell. Like, can people hear Venom? Can only Venom hear Venom? Yeah, like, only he can hear Venom. And even knowing that, it's still like an uncomfortable experience to listen to him talk to himself mid sentence. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also don't like Venom. I've never cared about Venom. I just don't care. He seems like I, gross. Bring back Topher Grace. Yeah, I do. I do like Venom, and they just have. Oh, they've just done Venom dirty. They've yeah. done Venom so dirty in the big screen. It's poor guy. You hate to see Too it. bad. <laughs> mm. Too bad. Boo Um. So they then he goes and he says goodbye to MJ and Ned. This was a heartbreaking, horrible scene. Um, now Sh- this, Devin, is where I cried. Okay. Because I'm impervious to death, but friendships. Oh. That's too much. <laughs> they have that much. beautiful scene, like beautiful Star Warsy scene where they're kissing and the the music sounds. The yeah. Star Wars loves. The, I know I talk a lot about the scores, as you should. The Star Wars love scene score, the love theme between people, fucking jack that shit all the time. Anytime two people yeah. are kissing, there's some influence of that love scene. Yeah, it's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um. They have a beautiful moment. He swings away. The whole universe forgets he ever exists. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple scenes after this. We have a scene where he can he has a run-in with Happy at his, at Aunt May's grave, where they just yeah. essentially high stakes establish that nobody remembers him. Yeah. So good. He goes into... I was like, maybe if one person, it would be yeah. happy. But no. I feel like somewhere along the line, somebody's gonna somebody with psychic powers, like so, like Wanda or Doctor Strange, yeah. is gonna see him and be like, "Huh, I agree. something's up." Uh, well, you know what? I didn't think about till right now. I do think it's gonna be somebody magic who does remember him, and now that they have planted the seed that Ned has magic, mm. yeah, maybe it is Ned, but also 
Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Who knows? They also have a scene where he sees Ned and MJ, and he essentially decides to... Not. He d- yeah. That's the thing is they don't say that he's never going to come back to them. Right. But he does have a moment where he's like, okay, I have to recognize that the moment I reintroduce them to my life is mm-hmm. the moment that their lives become an... Oh, God, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also introduce... They, the movie essentially ends with him in his apartment building a new suit mm-hmm. where we get, like, in my opinion, what makes Peter Parker so relatable. Another reason is because he is always having to balance how he can take care of himself while also being able to be a superhero because yep. he's he's poor he doesn't have the benefactor of tony stark to help him he's out of school he's like the fact that he had a ged thing in there i was like oh this is gonna they i hope he comes back to do more because it's like feels perfect at this point yes mm-hmm. i did kevin feige did put out a thing that said he de- doesn't want people to worry like people worried in between uh Far from home in this movie. He says Spider Man 4 is actively being developed right now in conjunction with Sony and Marvel. So, yeah. Wonderful. He's coming back. I thought, and I just, I know I kind of said this earlier, but like, I know the whole movie is like, get these people home. And, but I, I felt like the title No Way Home was like, like I said earlier, like there was no way to yeah. come back from this. And yeah. to me, like when he has that conversation with Dr. Strange on top of the gold statue of Liberty, uh, Dr. Strange, that to me was like, there is no way home. Like if yeah. MJ and Ned are the home, like there's no way back to them. Like yeah. you cannot have it both ways. And yeah, I was like, really? Dev- it was such a devastating ending, but but also perfect. So like, so yeah. like one of those, it's so, I think it's so hard to do a movie where the audience leaves crying, but knows that like it had to happen that way. Mm-hmm. So brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting to see where they will go next. Oh, God, they can't, every time I think I'm done with them, they rope my ass right back in. Mm-hmm. They said, Oh, you stumbled a little too far away from us, Devin. Come on back. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Sprinkle. (laughs) (laughs) God. All right, let's ask some final questions. Yeah. um, For uh, this lurbly little podcast. Um, One, comparing this to other movies, not just MCU movies, but other movies, Mm -hmm. on a scale of one to ten, what do you give this film? To me, this is like a solid 7.5, 8 out of 10 somewhere in that range all right Um, it's the storytelling is really complicated and you know like especially like we were talking about before like how i don't understand superman and like i I, you know if you get too much it's and and i i was able to follow this and um it was just really well done yeah uh, yeah, and also speaking of complicated stories, they did realize they did make me realize when the villains are talking about how Spider-Man origin stories are straight to the point. It falls into yeah. a vat of eels. I'm like, oh, okay. You gotta watch where you <laughs> like, fall. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. How about you, Trent? Um, well, the this is now the second time I've been on the very Marvel Christmas version of Disney Adult. Mm-hmm. And the the two movies I did were Endgame and this, and I said it then, and I'll say it again. This is not comparable 
two regular movies. It's impossible. <laughs> As I said, this was a a 10-year story within a 20-year story within a 100-year story. So, yeah. you know, whatever. All that being considered, Nia knows um, I am very uh, a meticulous uh, list taker and haver, and I love lists. And um, I have a running list of my rankings of the MCU movies. And I really sat there and looked at it for a long time, and I was like, I feel like I'm overreacting by saying that I think this is the best one. But after seeing it a second time, it currently sits atop my list of movies. So you bet your sweet little ass, Devin <laughs> Henderson, this is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> this is like a this is like a 100 out of 10. <laughs> uh, we I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it the classic 10 out of 10. A classic 10 out classic. of 10. Classic. Never, never fails 10 out of 10. To the point where now anybody who's done the podcast will text me when a Marvel movie has come out to say, like, if they have, like, Garrett, when uh, um, the Eternals came out, was like, mm -hmm. "I didn't like this. I didn't like this. I didn't like this." Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I give it, a but it is truly. I walked yeah. in thinking this is going to be a pretty good movie. I am. I have not been a human of all the superheroes. Like I said, I'm a little bit um, of a contrarian. I don't because it's Spider Man. I naturally kind of like, kind of like them, but I'm not mm -hmm. super bought in. Mm -hmm. and i left this film thinking like that is end game level yeah mm -hmm. oh for storytelling sure. like the yeah. emotional impact of bringing back people from 20 years ago like it's unbelievable um yeah so i think it actually earns the 10 out of 10 that i get I, to I totally agree so good um i have currently and it's only been three days out so the, the reviews are still coming in i have mm -hmm. the rotten tomato scores up in front of me i'd love to know out of a hundred what you think the critics are, are giving this and what you think the fans are giving this film a hundred and a hundred across the board okay yeah <laughs> fans a hundred critics 95 nia is you are spot on almost Critics gave it a 94%, and audiences are giving it a 99%. Let's see if we can find the one bad review. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need it. I mean, the so far, it's all five out of fives. Can't believe they did it. Can't believe they did it. Yeah. Okay, here we have a three out of four. What? Could have been edited down by at least half an hour. No. Too many teary scenes from... What? Spider's Web 1997. Oh, I'm sorry, Spider's Web 1997. <laughs> you don't like to cry sometimes? Come on, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, you don't get it. You You're trash. I was irritated with the theater for not alerting us that they were ditching all COVID protocol. Okay, so not the fault of the <laughs> movie that we're watching. No, please. <laughs> Uh, we were packed together like sardines in this theater with lots of folks unmasked. Not going back to there until the numbers drop. This one, ain't one, one out of five, Spider-Man. Okay, I know this is controversial. Everybody shouldn't be allowed to vote. People like this should not be allowed to vote. This is the yeah. kind of critical thinking skills that we're lacking. Yeah, yeah Jesus. I, you're absolutely right. Three, a two out of four. Little slow and confusing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then it says, not why Doctor Strange did what he did. What? 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 <laughs> not what? why. Which part? It's not even a full sentence. Little slow and confusing, but okay. Not why Doctor Strange did what he did. 
the spell? I don't know. The I don't. So that's the reason why it's not at a hundred because we have a couple dum dums in the idiots. In the <laughs> but it was so good. Okay, so then last but not least, um, <clears throat> Disney adult related specific questions. If you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito, who would you replace? I'll go first so that you can think. Okay. I'm going to replace, and there's so many good people. Well, first of all, I feel guilty replacing. We should get this out of the way. If I'm going to replace anybody from the old movies, in my brain, they originated those roles in the old movies. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like Willem Dafoe played it, but then we bring it back as Dan. Unless that's funnier. Right. Um, and it is, but we're not going to. Absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, I am going to replace Aunt May with Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Um, because I, th- I, uh, Rosie loves kids. She's a very mother figure, and mm-hmm. I think yep. she could sell her compassion for, uh, for Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more in Rosie. Rosie's what I love Rosie. Sometimes people think that because I have these questions that I I'm making fun of Rosie O'Donnell or Danny DeVito. Quite the opposite. <laughs> I love them both. I yeah. watched I I was binge watching before this videos of Rosie O'Donnell shitting on Jay Leno for fun. <laughs> yes. Cuz I'm a yes. psychopath. <laughs> um and then Danny DeVito I'm going to replace with the college admissions lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think either of them would be a great. That's a good one. Either of them freaking out on the bridge, I think, would be a great. Would one. be is, so fun. That is good. All and right, the, so I. Oh yeah. no, go ahead. No, no, Sorry. no, no. That, I had nothing else. I want to tell you that I thought about this last night when, and <laughs> um, after we saw it, and so I have I have instant answers. I'm going with my gut on this. We're replacing John Favreau with Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, a million percent. A million percent. And unfortunately, this is not a knock on the person who originated the role, but but we're gonna need to replace Alfred Molina with Danny DeVito. <laughs> we're gonna need to, to yeah. do that. Yeah. Those are my picks. But the same size and length trench coat. Yeah. So that like after yeah. Danny DeVito stops, there's a good two feet of trench yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a cape. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna replace. Uh, I love Hannibal Burris, but I'm gonna replace Hannibal with Rosie, because yeah. I just feel like, you know, Hannibal is like uh more low key, and I would love to see Rosie's more like higher energy, amped up version of this conspiracy theorist uh, teacher. And then I don't. Maybe this is an unprecedented move for this portion of the game of the podcast. Um, I'm not replacing anybody with Danny DeVito. I would have just liked for him to have been a fourth Peter Parker in the movie. (laughs) Hanging out. Hanging out with the guys. Spider ham. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Um, That's very Okay. So then also who in this film has hot – and this can be genderless for both of these – Right. Who has hot dad energy and who has hot mom energy? I'll go first. I think I do think this is a little bit obvious, which is sometimes less fun. But for me, hot mom energy is absolutely Aunt May. I mean, there's no sure. other answer. For there's sure. no, no other. other answer. I mean, there's she's, other answers, but she's the top. She, first of all, is hot as hell. I mean, 
Yeah, she's um, literally a hot mom in the movie. Yeah. And then also her, like, that she'll fucking fight this dude. When parents yep. will, like, sacrifice themselves for kids, <laughs> it always gets to me. I know that's, like, such a maternal or paternal thing. Like, you just have that in you when you have a child. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing her willing to... Because at first when she runs up on him, I'm like, no, Aunt May. Like, what are you going to do? But then yeah. also she's like, he's going to kill my kid if I don't do it. Like, what other mm-hmm. choice do I have? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was so good. She, like, pulls that like, little piece of rubble yeah. <laughs> from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then hot dad energy. My instinct is to go with Stephen Strange, but he doesn't give off that energy to me. He gives off, like... Honestly, he gives off, like, bachelor who has a, a cleaning lady come in every single day energy to me. <laughs> um, hot dad energy for me is kind of MJ. Oh. She's very protective. She's no yeah. bullshit. She's she level-headed. She is... She's not, like... That scene where she's like, oh, yeah, I love people. Oh, yeah, it's my greatest passion in life to be around people. And she's yeah. she's just has hot dad energy to me. Mm-hmm. I so those are that. my picks. Okay, so I'm actually going to – I think Aunt May, hot mom energy. Hands down. Sure. I am going to say that Doctor Strange has dad hot dad energy. And it specifically when he was in the Columbia hoodie in the first time we see Mm. him when he is walking around in the columbia hoodie and his cape that to me wow i was like daddy's home the other (laughs) the other thing that i absolutely hate admitting was that toby mcguire did give me some hot dad energy and that is especially when he walked through the portal i think because he was dressed like a dad i was like oh my god he was dressed like a fun youth pastor (laughs) I'm incredible line. And then, but then later in the lab, he's like, me and Mary Jane worked it out. And yeah. I was like, they are married and have children. So I was like, oh, he yeah. is a dad. I am convinced. Yeah. yeah. And Hands I know down. he like is very dweeby looking and he has like a weird face, but he, I don't know. He has hot dad energy to me. Yeah, I agree. He looked great in that suit too. Yeah, he did. I was like, okay, Tobey Maguire, body yadi yadi. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I will echo everybody's sentiment. Aunt May, hot mom energy. There's, I just, there's no other way to go. I feel. Yeah. Um. Wow, I had my hot dad, and I. Oh, oh, I thought. Um, I knew Nia was gonna come with Toby, and I, I actually think I agree with that pick. But I, I wanted to do something different. So I will say, I just feel like um, he all he also just, I can picture him with like these dorky ass glasses and like high-waisted dad jeans in the 90s. Uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock had hot dad to yeah. me. I would actually say that Doc Ock had hot mom energy. Mm. Oh, yeah. I would take yeah. that too. Maybe that's you know why who I'm else? picturing him in the hot, high-waisted mom jeans then instead yeah. of dad yeah. jeans. You know who else has really hot dad energy, but like, as I mentioned already, kind of reminds me too much of my own dad for me to be serious, is (laughs) Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is like fully naked in this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, he looks phenomenal 
Yeah. yeah. His body at 50 or whatever the hell looks better than my body has ever and will ever look. <laughs> Same. He is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Even if that hair might be stippled on. I don't know. <laughs> but he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. God. And that brings us to the not only the end of Spider-Man, but the end of A Very Marvel Christmas. Wow. Oh, my God. Any final thoughts on this one, on this trailblazing um, uh, party of a movie? You can go first, please. Um, I, I want to, uh, first of all, change my score to a solid 8.5 out of 10. Wow. Um, after thinking about it a little more and hearing your arguments. Um, so that's first. I just think it's really, this is really good. And and I, I think that if you're not into the MCU, this is a good one to see. Yeah. Um, Because you can follow it. And I, I think that I just really like, I, I really like Spider-Man as yeah. a, a hero. I think he is the best one. And <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's yeah. just so good. And. It it did keep I I I don't know about that review like they should have shaved off you know there are too many cheery scenes or whatever because no. when Trent came no home Spider-Web from the 1997. first one I said how long is it and Trent said two and a half hours and I went Ugh. and he was like but it doesn't feel like that and it really didn't no it, it, and you need that amount of time to yeah. to go through everything um it's really it was really a, tr- a triumph. And um, I love Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, so good. Trent, I agree. I agree with all that. <clears throat> so I'll say uh, more generally, my final thoughts would be: I love the podcast. I love Devin. Ooh. Devin is so fun, and I th- I've I've texted you this before, but I'm here to publicly say that I think you are a great host, and I True. have you know. <clears throat> I've been listening to every episode because I'm a little Marvel freak and I yeah. love hearing what everybody has to say. And I think we should continue to drag Chris Coffin for his take on whatever movie was a zero. That's stupid. I don't. It know was it. the um, the first Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, and that's a good movie. That's yeah. more than zero. Out of 10. <laughs> I would say like um, if people sound like they can talk on camera, it should at least be a one. <laughs> yeah if the movie got made that's a one out so of ten you know yeah. um but i uh devin this was a an absolutely psychotic undertaking on your end and i'm so glad that you're a psychopath because this has been a so fun month psychotic. for me personally. i'm not even done recording the episodes i still have to record yeah. the eternals episodes with somebody oh God, oh, I mean, oh, interesting. I mean, I'll call you if I need you. I have two people who keep like dodging my calls, but yeah. I was like, you said you wanted to do it, and you watch the movie. Um, <laughs> so whenever, they, whenever they're on the episode, everybody tear them to shreds in the comments, like Spider Web nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Web. <laughs> I didn't enjoy this podcast. Nobody was following COVID protocols around me at the theater. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I will say, final thoughts on this movie. That I do think this is the best Spider Man movie that's ever been. Oh made. yeah. I think, I think so. it might For be the sure. best movie that's ever been made ever. It's so it's so good. I loved it so so much. I went in thinking it was going to be truly like a seven or an eight, and I left yeah. thinking like I can't believe how much I love. Well, I couldn't. I was caught off guard by how emotional it was, how 
they took big risks and they had consequences. That's something we yeah. we do see a little bit in the MCU, but oftentimes the consequences seem like they're they're there to set up the next chapter. This really felt yeah. like these consequences were organic and and wonderful. So I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you both it. so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, so Devin. Oh my God, let's stop the recording right now. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at, at disney.adult.podcast.